You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Two Bad Tourists. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Travel Chat. My name is Austin, one half of the blogger duo Two Bad Tourists, and sitting here next to me, as always, is David. Hi, guys. I'm David. This is our final episode of season one. Can you believe it? 25 episodes. 25 in. episodes. That's insane. We're really excited, and we're really lucky to have Source Journey's CEO and founder, Craig Smith, with us today. He'll tell us all about their LGBTQ plus luxury travel experiences and how they inspire gay travelers to explore the world. And don't worry, we'll be back for season two this fall in 2022. We've got more things coming. Yeah, so, but first, before we get into the episode, we just want to mention that if you uh, did not get the chance to join our hosted trip to Barcelona this year in May, we actually already have reservations open for 2023, so you can join us from May 11th through 17th. We'll do four days in Barcelona plus two days in Sitges. We had an awesome time in May with some of our followers, uh, so please feel free to check that out. Visit our website at twobadtourist.com to learn more. Yay, we get to do it again. Hooray! Uh, if you like the show, please subscribe to it on Colin and give the episode a like with a heart icon once it's published. You can follow us on social media. We're always at Two Bad Tourists. And please feel free to, ha- to leave us a comment about what you want to hear more of or what you enjoyed. Yeah, so we're really excited um, to wrap up season two, episode season 20. Two. I'm sorry, season two. You we're wish. really excited to, <laughs> to wrap up season, season one on episode 25 uh, with Craig Smith who, of course, is the, the CEO of Source Journeys. And Craig and I have known each other for, for quite a while. I think we met in 2016. We were on a trip to Argentina together. I missed that trip. Um, so we, like, saw some glaciers. That's when you went down all the way to the Patagonia. <sighs> exactly. And then we had... Um, so we, there was a travel conference that was in, in Buenos Aires. So we got uh, pretty well acquainted um, on that trip. So we are going to go ahead and invite him on to the show to speak with us. So, we'll go Craig, ahead and I will unmute you. And we'll see if it works. All right. I'm going to unmute you again. Oh. Maybe it's just accepting it, if you have to accept it. Oh, yeah. Maybe you have to accept the unmute. Or maybe, Craig, in the bottom right-hand corner, if there's a the little microphone mute icon. There you go. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Good afternoon, guys. Hey, Excellent. good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. And good morning, oh. where you're calling from. I think you're uh, in New York, you mentioned. Yeah, I'm in New York. I'm at uh, Proud Experiences, which is a, a travel show, the first time they've hosted in three years, and uh, looking out over the Brooklyn Bridge. It sounds terrible. That sounds like a <laughs> yeah, nice view. Well, thanks so much for joining us on uh, the last episode of Season 1. We're excited to chat with you. No, I'm, I'm honored, and I really appreciate the opportunity to, to tell your listeners more about Source Journeys. Well, can you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do and your background? Sure, sure. Well, um, you know, everybody comes through, you know, travel through a different door. Uh, for me, you know, it was really unexpected the way that I, I got to travel. I was a, I was a lawyer. Um, I was a prosecutor and defense attorney in California and just got to a point in my life where I was just questioning, like, is there, is, is this it? Is this what I'm going to be doing? Like living in a courtroom for the rest of my life and ended up doing some wow. courses and journaling and some friends invited me to, to Miami um, beach and the white party. And it was, it was really a life changing trip. Um, the friends I met and um, one of them invited me to fire Island, which I'd always heard about, but I'd never been. And mm-hmm. the last, last night of that fire Island morning party, 
I met Raphael, who's been my life partner and uh, partner in business um, now for for all these years. And I ended up quitting my legal job and um, selling my law firm and moving to Miami. And um, and that was uh, the beginning of like a great new adventure for me. I um, I started, you know, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to make a difference in the community. So I started doing volunteer work. I started a small community foundation to raise money for HIV AIDS. And um, then I was invited to become like the first project director of the Winter Party. That I don't know if you guys have heard of the Beach Party in Miami. I'm not familiar with that. I am. I actually, yeah, I was there and you connected me with, with someone there a few years back, actually. What is it? Yeah, so, it's um, it's like a daytime party that they do. Well, that's it's a series. You can tell us more about it, Craig. Yeah, so the the the, the winter party was founded. It was like a one time event for civil rights for um, gay rights in in Florida. But it was so popular that you know a foundation formed around it, Dade Human Rights Foundation, and it had been all volunteer. And they they looked at the morning party and they said, well, that gets five thousand, but we only get a thousand. Uh, so I said, well, look, if we can join it and we can start some collaborative efforts and do some marketing, I think we can grow this. So I joined it. And uh, the first year doing it, we got Bette Midler to perform, which was a huge break. Oh, my God. Incredible. I know. It was incredible. Um, sold out all our passes. And over three years, we built it into like a world-class event um, of over 5,000 participants, really 10,000 when you can consider all the weekend events. And I did that for like, you know, for three years, we just grew it and grew it. And I felt like I was in top of the gay world. And I, I started working with a life coach and I don't know if you guys ever heard of life coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so in, you know, in those days, you know, this is back like over 20 years ago, um, you know, it was something really new and I was working with her and she was really intuitive. Her name was Linda and she could sense that like I was ready for a new adventure. And so I said, um, she said, well, what's your next dream? Like, close your eyes. If it could be anything, what would you do? And, and I said, well, if it could be anything, I would love to travel the world and take like the things about the events that I threw that I love the most, like the, the, the sense of friendship, the sense of adventure that I felt, you know, earlier in those days when we started first starting doing the, the parties, the music. Um, but I also wanted to continue to make a difference. I wanted to experience different cultures. And then I kind of thought too, if I create these adventures for others, then like I'll get to experience it myself. So, um, so basically, uh, she gave me a homework assignment. She said, you know, share that dream with any of your friends that will listen. And um, one friend in particular listened and he said, why don't you charter a tall sailing ship? I just met the folks at Windjammer. So I met with them and we ended up chartering a tall sailing ship called the Mandalay. And we timed it for a total lunar eclipse. I love tying in things with nature when we can. Right. Um, um, and I founded um, Source Events at the time. And what I meant by source was like those events that connect us more deeply with ourselves and with nature and with, with each other. And I did a house party and we filled most of the ship through that house party. And then I had friends that had invited me to Africa. In fact, that's probably one of the things that inspired me about getting into travel. It was so life-changing, my first trip to Africa. And when I told them my vision of starting Source Events, they said, well, come to Africa, stay in our home, do an HIV AIDS fundraiser there, and then afterwards go on safari. And um, we did that for 600 people. We did a dance party called Karamu, which meant um, gathering of friends in Swahili. We did that from sunset to sunrise on the edge of Africa, had people from all over the world. And then I did an event for the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. And that was like the beginning. That was the first year of Source Events. Had you traveled much before your trips to Africa and before moving to Miami? Uh, internationally, I mean? 
You know, I, I did, and and now I now I realize as I meet more and more people that haven't traveled or haven't been to certain places, I just realized I always had this passion for travel. When I was twenty one, I got a URL, URL pass, and I went to Italy and to France and to yeah. Germany and to UK, and um, and you know, um, I I um, I was like you know fortunate enough. Like one of the one of the experiences I was just telling somebody at this travel conference that uh, visit Berlin was here. And um, they were showing me the city, and I said, "You know, I the last time I was to Berlin, Berlin the wall was up, and there was oh my gosh, Berlin, and to to go from like the experience of going from like it was like going from a color movie into a black and white when wow. you go into East Berlin, it was so dark, and and the only way that I found was able to you know meet other people because of course we didn't have phones, we didn't have apps, but there was like a, a Damron's guide, and I found a bar that like was somewhat you know little bit mixed and i met um i met a young man that that was my age and it was just so sad he couldn't even go to the other side of his city let alone the places i'd visited and it really you know was so moving i just i i at that moment i realized the the power of travel and how important it is and that we can never take it for granted yeah absolutely i love i mean i love your story it's such a cool way that you got into it and i mean the, the i guess the how it's so different from legal practice and law. And then, I mean, you're just doing something totally different. I really, your story is inspiring. Well, and I heard that Fire Island is life-changing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also, you know, I, I think when I'm producing events, I pull on different parts of my life. So I have to say that I grew up in Hollywood. I I loved movies. Um, you know, these James Bond films, um, these, these adventure movies, these Indiana Jones, Star Wars. So all those things inspired me. Um, I also grew up partly in Las Vegas, so entertainment, lighting it up, production, and then I I, 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 I actually organized events for uh, political candidates and was very active in politics from a young age. So, so I think that like travel and this ability to produce events, I was able to like actually access different parts of myself that I wasn't able to you know use when I was practicing law. Yeah, that makes sense, and it's it's a really cool start to something that that I know you, I mean, you've created and, and now you offer to so many different people. So tell us a little bit more about what Sur- Source Journeys offers to people nowadays. Well, you know, so the question is, you know, why Source? Why Source Journeys? I mean, we were Source events. So, you know, as we all know in travel, um, something that we was completely unfathomable, unimaginable, unimaginable happened uh, the last couple of years. Basically, mm-hmm. the world yeah. closed to travel. And and all of us, I mean, our passion, what we were able to do, we weren't able to share our gift, which was the, probably the hardest thing about the world being shut down and, and also living with the uncertainty. When is it going to open? How is it going to open? Um, how is travel going to be changed? So when, when, when the world shut to travel, you know, it gave me and our team and friends and our travelers you know, just a lot of time to think. And I used that time. I got trained as a life coach myself because it had made such a difference to me. So I got mm-hmm. trained as a life wow. coach. And we did a lot of calls um, to support each other through those times because we couldn't go out. So it was a lot of Zoom calls. And what I used this time is like it was a blank slate. And I wanted to reimagine like when the world opens, what could it be? And to re-envision it and to reimagine it. And I think what I realized is that uh, – it's always been a journey that I've been on and that we've been on. 
And in a way, I guess you could say it's a hero's journey. Like Joseph Campbell talks about, you know, following our bliss and how the doors open that that weren't there before when we follow our dreams. And so, you know, coming back, I just realized that this could be that opportunity to grow. We've we've grown mostly word of mouth. And of course, you know, people see us on Facebook, maybe they've seen us mm-hmm. on her blog. But I feel like this has been such a gift to me and to our travelers that like this would be the point to take this out into the world. And and it made sense to change the name because Source Journeys really more aptly reflects who we are. So so actually what we have now is is Source is our parent and and so Source is everything is Source and Source Journeys are our travel adventures. And then we have Source events, which are like very special invitation only events where people can learn more about our parties or maybe when people have requested like private birthday events. And then I'm really excited um, later this year, we're going to launch our first source retreat, which is a chance to go to like these incredible places in the world and go with an intention and do work and bring in life coaches and bring in healers and yoga. And then like in the afternoon play and to, you know, experience the best of the activities and those destinations, you know, wellness activities like biking, hiking, um, you know, just getting into nature. So, um, so I'm really excited. We just launched Source Journeys. Uh, we just rolled it out. I made the announcement on our Tahiti cruise, and I made it in Bora Bora on a private Motu with fire dancers uh, to <laughs> our 100, 125 guests. And I was just so excited with how well it was received. And I think our travelers, some some that have been with us for years, some new, they really got the evolution. And one of the things I noticed about that trip, I mean, just like I have to say, after two years of the world being stopped, I mean, in the last five months, we've been to Morocco riding camels at a luxury desert camp. Uh, we, we've been hiking on a glacier in Patagonia. We went back to that place that, you know, you and I had been, you know, many years ago and brought a group for that. We yeah. um, sailed to Haiti, which was crazy on a private yacht and all the activities there. And then we just got back from our first ever gorilla trek in Rwanda and safaris in Kenya. And one of the things, the commonality I've seen with all of these events is that people are so grateful to be able to travel again. And yes. all the people in the hotels and the employees and everything like that, it's really emotional for them. Like, like um, even like I would think back to our first trip to Morocco and our our guy just had tears in his eyes. And he says, you know, we've been waiting for you. You're the first. <laughs> and oh my God. He said, "Look at the look at the eyes of the people. They're, they feel so happy that like you're you're here, and that means that travel is coming back. And so, um, so it's really been exciting to be at this time where the world is coming back, but it is coming back in a different way. I think there's some that are still a little bit more cautious about travel, but for most people, they realize they're vaccinated. It is safe to travel, and they also realize too that like it was so precious, it was taken away." Yes. And now people are saying, like, they don't want to wait. Like, this is the time because nobody knows about the future. And if you yeah. have the health and the ability to do it, you know, now is the best time to travel. Yeah, yeah. Well, Craig, you and I have been talking recently about uh, a couple of your upcoming trips. Uh, I think they're in August and September here in the Mediterranean. They're cruises. Um, and so I'll, I'll ask you to kind of tell us a little bit about those. And I'll just set the the stage. So these are, I guess, what I describe as like small to medium ship cruises. They're much more intimate. So I'm curious if you can just tell us a little bit more about those and and kind of just where you guys are going and how those would differ from going on like more of a large ship cruise or even like, you know, uh, a gay specific cruise with, compared to someone like Atlantis or Brakaya that have the, the larger ships. 
Yeah, well, th- you know, thank you. It's a great question, and um, w- you know, we do have guests that love, you know, that like big ships and like small ships. I've always had a passion for the smaller ships, you know, for for many reasons, and and, and the sailing ships. And I'll tell you more about the yacht in a moment that we're doing with with Ponant. But what I one of the things that I love, one of the many things I love about the small ships is that we can go into these hidden ports and harbors that the big ships can't get to. And um, and when we go there, we're really having an authentic experience because we're um, we're go- we're going to places where we can actually connect more deeply with the people there and experiences. Um, because as you know, one of the drawbacks of these big ships is when multiple ships of like three, four, five thousand people get to a destination it actually changes the destination. They're not experiencing it the way that it was intended to be. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to small islands with like, you know, 3,000 people and 10,000 get off the ship. Yeah, so I think that's part of it. But there's another reason that I, and I think this is even more important than I hear from our travelers, which is that we get to form, you know, deeper connections with everybody else. So, you know, by the like, you know, second or third day, we're on like on a first name basis with almost everyone. And what I've what I've seen myself and heard is like these really lifelong bonds with the people on board. Um, after 20 years, we have you know, what I would say is a travel family, and it just keeps on growing and expanding as people invite more people. And now, you know, through the, your help and others, that more people are hearing about source journeys that didn't know before. But as I talk to people, they really like that intimacy. And then the other thing that I've always done on these ships is um, I say mind, mind, body, and spirit. And what I mean by that is we always bring in these wellness activities. So always yoga, stretching, meditation, you know, we offer that. And um, we also bring in guest speakers. We've had, you know, Armistead Maupin join us. We've had Ben Cohen join us, the stand-up foundation. The other thing that, that makes us different, I think, from the other cruise lines is that because Partly because I come from a nonprofit background and partly because I feel it's travel is a great opportunity for us to make a difference. I look for those opportunities to make a difference. So um, I don't know if you guys have heard of a film for the Bible tells us so it was produced by Dan Carslake. And you know, it's about the effect of religion and, and really um, telling those stories um, and empowering people to like, um, to like overcome like, you know, the abuse that they had from coming from these very conservative religious backgrounds and really telling the truth about that. And he was producing a new film when he saw like, you know, the discrimination that happening after gay marriage uh, from these um, religious, you know, right groups. And so we invited him on board. He came on board two or two or three cruises. And over the course of those two or three cruises, collectively our guests raised $150,000 towards those films helping to produce those films to like change more lives. So, um, so I think that that's one of the things that makes us different. I also look for those opportunities to connect with people in the countries we visit. We, when we were in India, we, we met with Prince Manvendra and he's the leader of LGBTQ rights in India and the first openly gay prince in the world. And um, again, our guests were really generous and raised thousands of dollars for that foundation to make a difference there. And then, you know, after the trip, it's not just the money and just the conversation there. We stay connected and we're, we're now part, we're, we're now more deeply connected with those places we visit. It's just not a dot on the map. And, you know, that makes a huge difference. So, um, but, you know, going back to the cruises, um, we've had, we've grown in the luxury, you know, sector. We started off on these windjammer ships, which are very rustic, uh, but now there's been more and more of, um, you know, a demand for luxury. 
this summer we partnered uh, the Ponant Le Jacques Cartier. It's one of the most luxurious private yachts in the world. It's brand new. It is, you know, unbelievably modern with all balconies, an underwater like Jacques Cousteau lounge where the furniture oh, vibrates to the sound of vibrates to whales and it has pearls. Oh, it's like being in a submarine underwater. All the cocktails and the wine and spirits are included. It has like French chefs on board, but it also, you know, you can get a burger as well. And what we do with what we've done with that cruise, um, it's basically going to be about 150 guests. Uh, we just have a few spots left. It is, um, you know, it's been really popular. But one of the things we're doing is um, is curating the itinerary so that we can go to the the most famous islands everybody's heard of, which are Mykonos, where we're going to spend the night, and Santorini, yeah. we're going to be there till midnight. But, you know, oftentimes when we've gone to Greece and I ask people in the beginning, what are you most looking forward to? And they say, oh, Mykonos and Santorini. But when they ask them afterwards, what was your favorite stop? They said, oh, it was it was Spepsis or it was Paros. It was an island that they had never heard about yes. where they yep. really experienced Absolutely. something really authentic in Greece. Yeah. So that was something that's something that I'm really excited. About. And, and get this. I mean, because the, for, for the first time we're sailing in Istanbul, um, we're going to Skopelos and we're going to have a Mamma Mia party right where Mamma Mia was filmed in Skopelos. That's so cool. That's unique. I love that. And and we can agree with you too, as well. Like the, the, the more intimate groups, the small groups on the sailing trips are, you really do socialize more. You get to know each other more on a deeper level versus the cruise ships, which can be fun. It's a totally different vibe, right. but we've experienced both. And, and I can absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. And, and as well as, and, well, and I like what you say about sort of the off the beaten path island, yes. just the lesser known. Like, I feel like David and I, we've probably been to maybe 10 or 15 Greek islands now, but the one that like stands out in our mind is Eos Island. And there's this amazing sunset bar oh, that just, I, I mean, we, we always talk about it. So, and and it, you're exactly right. Like Mykonos and Santorini, like you definitely have to see them, but but totally agree. And like Idra. having some of these other experiences are, are really cool. Well, so Craig, um, could you tell us a little bit more? You've mentioned some destinations already, but tell us a little bit more about some of the destinations you travel to with source journeys and all, more specifically, how LGBT friendly are they? Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I also want to do a shout out because, um, while like Jacques Cartier in the Greek islands, Athens, Istanbul is amazing. And we're going to Istanbul and Cappadocia afterwards to, to float on these hot air balloons over these fairy tale chimneys. I mean, it's the, it's oh the best, it's the most amazing. If you, if you ever have wanted to, 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 um, to uh, experience a hot air balloon, Cappadocia is the place. And we already, we actually sold it out. We have 50 people joining us for that experience. We're probably going to have three, three balloons and hundreds during the sky. But, but the other thing I'm really passionate about tall ships, because when you're on a tall ship and they raise that sails, there's just a magic to that and lying oh, under, yeah. the deck, under the sails. Mm-hmm. We've chartered the Star Clipper, one of the most luxurious tall sailing ships and this itinerary is, I think it's the, my the favorite itinerary that I think we've ever done. We're sailing from Chita de Vecchia and we're going to Amalfi, Sorrento. We'll be able to go to Capri, the Blue Grotto. Um, we're going to Lipari, one of the Aeolian, Aeolian islands, which is part of Sicily. And uh, get this, there's an island called Stromboli and it's one of the most active volcanoes in Europe. It erupts like every 15 minutes. And wow. we're going to anchor off of Stromboli. We have our DJ on the deck, and we're going to do a real volcano party. Yes. Oh, my God. That great. Great. I think that I is the most. Online, I love that. And, so uh, and we talked it like when we're in Amalfi, we're, part, we're on the LGBTQ Advisory Board of Belmont, which is so committed to our community. Uh, so we're going to have a cocktail at Hotel Caruso. This property overlooks the Amalfi Coast with an affinity pool, and we're going to have like one of the best dinners. 
and we've timed it for the Ravella Music Festival, so it's going to be lit up with music all around the Amalfi Coast. So um, I'd have to say, if your dream is Italy, Italy has been one of the most popular destinations to come back to since the world is open. Mm -hmm. This is like an incredible itinerary and experience, and um, we just have a few spots left for that too. But the um, the you know the uh, the other um, places that we're we're visiting, um, we're finding that like. These like, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say like bucket list, but the, the places that people most want to go like once in their life. And we just got back from the gorilla trek in Rwanda and the safaris in Kenya. And it was so life changing. Everybody just had tears in their eyes. And just to experience being with these these uh, mountain gorillas, which are endangered in their natural habitat, was just something like there's just no words to explain it, to go on the trek and to experience this. So we've um, we actually put it up for next year, and based on the feedback and people's social media posts, uh, believe it or not, like we're almost sold out. We have like one room left for next year. So I think that that's something I see us doing more. Africa, uh, we're working on a trip to Namibia, Machu Picchu. I mean, climbing Machu Picchu and being there. Have you guys ever been to Peru? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. We've done Machu Picchu. It's incredible. Yeah. So that one it really it filled up really fast this year. Um, and then we're going to do the Belmont Andean Explorer going through the Andes on this luxury sleeper train from Cusco to Lake Titicaca. Yeah. So, um, so that one filled up. We're probably going to have to offer that again because so many people want to do it. And then we've had a lot of requests for river cruises. And, um, you know, we've done the Danube before. Um, we've done others. But, but we decided to, to do something really fun. So we're, we're actually starting in Basel next, next July. Um, we're starting in, in Basel, Switzerland, and we're going to go through four countries. We're going to go to France, Germany, um, and um, Switzerland, and then we're going into the Netherlands. And we've timed it to actually arrive um, at Amsterdam Pride weekend. So we're going to be there for that famous canal right. boat parade. And yeah, we have like that's that's awesome. so great too. It's a private, city. you know, private viewing there. So really cool. excited about that. It's it's had to like you know, like the, such an early response. I mean, I I can't believe that that we're almost full on that trip. But I guess you know, looking forward, people are just so optimistic and so ready, you know, to travel again. We're also doing um, two um, really intimate river cruises on two of the great rivers of the world. We're going back to like the Nile and Egypt, uh, chartering a small ship, and we're going to do the temples of Luxor and Karnak, and we're going to uh, fly to the edge of Egypt and the Sudan and see Abu Simbel, which is one of the most amazing temples in the world. And, and get this, they've been working for 15 years on the new um, Grand Egyptian Museum. It's going to be the first time that we're going to be able to see all the antiquities of King Tut in one place. It's like 99% done. It's opening later this year. So certainly by next year, it's going to be fully open. And it's the largest single museum devoted to one civilization. And it's just going to be incredible. So we're really excited to premiere that and feature that. And we're also doing this. Uh, we're just launching it, I think, today or tomorrow. Uh, we're going back to the Mekong, to Vietnam and Cambodia, and doing this um, luxury 13-suite ship going from Saigon to Siem Reap. We're staying at the residence of Angkor. We're going to do all the temples of Angkor Wat and uh, and around there and going to Bangkok and Hanoi and Long Bay. So that's one of the th trends I see is that people are asking for like these really dream experiences that they've, they've thought about their whole lives and they're ready now. So, um, yeah, travels back on with yeah, all that on your plate. Yeah. So, so it's a lot, but I, but I'm, but I'm really, you know, excited and, 
And we, um, we escort all these journeys personally. I go on all these journeys. Um, oftentimes my partner does and we have the, the best guides. One of the, the questions I get, and it's a really great question, which is, um, you know, when you, when we go to places like Kenya or Egypt, how do we know it's safe for LGBTQ travelers? And I think that the reason I know that we're safe is I only partner with, you know, operators and hotels that are LGBTQ plus friendly. Uh, so okay. they know that we're a gay group coming. I always advance the destinations and we're, I'm always monitoring, you know, security, State Department alerts. So we'll I'll only we'll only go to places where I believe that we really are safe to travel. Got it. That's great. I, in fact, I was actually going to ask you that exact question before you answered that. So that's amazing. And and I love one thing. One of the things I really love about the trips that you do is you guys don't shy away from, you know, these destinations that although they might not be known as LGBT friendly necessarily, they are destinations that are sort of once in a lifetime. So, you know, people who feel comfortable going on a trip, you know, knowing that it's sort of been mapped out. I, I think that's just a, such a great way to, to help people see, um, see the world. Um, I guess one of the last questions I wanted to, to ask you, Craig, is like, how have you seen travel change in the, you know, 20 years that you've been running your company? Well, you know, it's, it's changed in, in so many ways. I think, I think one of the ways that it's changed is partly what I just said that like right now people are coming back to it with a renewed sense of gratitude and a sense of awe and wanting, I think what's one of the things I I think that's changing is people want more from travel than just like nice hotels and um, great food. Um, That's to be expected and logistics and the help with that. I mean, that, that, you know, we, we, we do an amazing job and others do too. But I think what, what I see is that people are, are want a deeper experience. They want something more meaningful. They want to come back with something that like, I, I, I guess in, in essence, it's about like life changing experiences. And I think mm-hmm. that's, different. I also think the way that people are learning about travel, like when I started, we didn't have smartphones, we didn't have yeah. social media. So now the way, um, everybody has access to all this information yet at the same point um, as you know, travel advisors and tour operators, our services are even more valuable because how do you navigate and sift through all this information? How do you know where to go and where not to go? And, um, and so I think that, you know, everybody's busy with their lives and we actually, the one of the services we provide that I keep on hearing from our guests is like, they're like, Craig, when we book these trips and do it, we don't have to worry about any of the details. Like we just, we just show up and pack and you do everything for us. And, and I, and I think that that's really important because those details and everything that it takes to plan these trips, as you know, it can be really stressful Very and, stressful, not, yeah. and not everybody's good at it and, and planning things. So, so, so doing that, um, you know, doing that so that we can create a space that's like safe, for LGBTQ plus travelers where people can be themselves, I just think, um, you know, is so important. And the other thing I want to say too, is that uh, we get all ages. We've had, you know, we have guests, you know, as young in their twenties, thirties. I'd say, you know, most of our guests are like probably 45 to 65, but, but all ages are welcome. And I think providing that sense of community where it is different ages, because sometimes in the nightclubs, you know, circuit of the circuit, it might be like a younger age. And we get to like benefit from those connections from like, you know, from everybody can benefit from meeting people that they might not have met otherwise. 
and become of like and and realize we're one family and and connect with each other. So, so that is really um, that that I feel is like one of the gifts of travel and one of the things that's changed with with what you know we're offering. That's a really some really great observations. Well, Craig, are there is there any last um, is there any I guess the final question or or, you, or something you wish or something you wish we would have asked you to to end out the episode. No, I, I just I, you've asked everything. I just I just really want to thank you for the opportunity, and I would just say to anybody that's listening, um, you're personally invited to join us to jump aboard any of our source journeys. Um, you know, call me if you have any questions about any of our, our trips, and and if you have that opportunity, um, you know, this year to travel, you know, please do it. You know, go out and um, and I, I'd have to say that the the support that you're doing, that you're giving to these destinations, to the restaurants, to the hotels, to all the people that work in it, you know, it makes such a difference. And um, and again, because what really lights us up is being able to share our gift. And as you know, it, what really lights up people, like in proud experiences, I've been meeting with people from all around the world, every country, and people are just so excited to be able to share the gift of like what they have to offer. So. Uh, to me, travel is a gift. It's been life-changing. That's basically why I do it to like inspire people to do it so that they can have these experiences. So, so I'd say, um, you know, just dive in It's safe and, um, just follow your passion, follow your heart, you know, where you want to go. And, you know, if there's any place that you see, if you visit our sourcejourneys.com and, and you have a passion for a place and you don't see it there, then tell us because oftentimes the destinations that we go to, um, are, suggested first by our travelers. So um, we had no plans to go to Antarctica and then we were on the ship and 15 people wanted to go. And the next year we had a group of 50 going to Antarctica. <laughs> so, so just like my life coach invited me to dream, you know, share your dreams with us. Yeah. And, and I want to say, I agree with you that, you know, it can be stressful to plan all those details and it is great to have uh, somebody who does take care of that, all that for you, especially when you're on vacation, you know, because it can be so stressful and, and time consuming. It doesn't, necessarily feel like you're on vacation when you're stressed out and trying to figure things out. So it's wonderful when you can kind of show up, just pack your bag and, and have it done for you. Um, well, to wrap up our last question, Craig, uh, we always finish with where are you traveling to next? Right. So, um, so, well, the next, the next trip is, is, uh, is to Athens for our Athens to Istanbul. So, um, you know, really excited in the final preparations for it. And, um, and uh, really excited also, you know, that that ship because it has a theater. I think um, I think you probably know um, Kelly Carpenter from our family vacations and uh, her wife, Anne. Anne's coming aboard to sing. And so um, so really looking forward to that that trip. And I know um, a lot of our guests have been booked, booked on it for the last year. So very excited about that trip. Yeah, it sounds great. And uh, we've seen it online and it, the details look fantastic. Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time. We really appreciate it. It was great yeah, to talk to it you. Was, it was great, Craig. Thank you. Enjoy thank the rest you of your travels you. this summer. Thank you. All right. Put you on mute and we'll wrap up. And we just want to thank everyone else uh, for, for listening to the show uh, this week. We are so happy to have started this podcast to wrap up season one. We started at the beginning of January. I think it was January 17th. Here we are, 25 episodes later, 25 weeks. Um, there's been a lot of learning uh, in creating the show and having the guests, a lot of experimenting. So we have lots of ideas to keep it going. Um, so you can expect some changes uh, in the next season as we continue to experiment and figure out what works and what people like. We'll probably focus a little bit more um, maybe on destinations more than we have and a little bit more tangible tips and things like that so people um, can actually use that information to plan their trips. But we'll, of course, still continue with some interview-style um 
interview style yeah, episodes. And I want to like reiterate the well. thank you to all the wonderful guests who have helped us create um, Absolutely. Uh, Queer Travel Chat. I almost forgot the name. Who <laughs> 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 helped us create Queer Travel Chat and taking the time to share their experiences, their stories, tell us about their companies, how they got started, or their personal travel stories. I mean, they've really made the podcast this season. So a uh, big thank you to them and to all the people who've tuned in and, and who've listened to it. Um, if you like the show, please subscribe to it on Colin and give the episode a like with a hard icon. Once it's published, you can follow us on social media. We're always at two bed tourists. And lastly, please feel free to leave us a comment about what you liked and what you want to hear more of. All right, guys. So that is a wrap on season one. Keep an eye out for season two, uh, this fall, most likely it will be in September, but we'll send some announcements out, uh, by social media and email I think when we, we sh- have the exact date. Yeah. And I think we should wrap up by asking the same question we always ask our guests. Is oh, where, where are we traveling, are we traveling, to, traveling next? to next? So you go uh, first. Wait, hang on. It is June. You're traveling oh, I'm going tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to Portugal tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow. to Portugal tomorrow. I'm going to Porto uh, with my sister. We're going to go to Porto. It's a beautiful uh, city in the north of, of the country, and it's a uh, wine country there, so it's going to be fantastic. That's awesome. Where are you I, going? I love ending the season like this. I am going to Barcelona next, uh, and I am leaving oh, I didn't on... Even know. Tuesday. Oh, it's you're for, going to Barcelona? Jeez, yeah, yeah. I had so no it's, idea. it's like a, a quick work kind of a event and conference. So okay. um, not like a tourism thing, but it'll just be... Is it a day thing or are you going to... Uh, for three days. Three okay. nights, yeah. It's a it's a industry conference. Oh, well, there you go. So <laughs> that's, where, yeah, that's where we'll travel with you next. So All until right. next time, guys, we're going to take a couple months off, but we'll be back this fall for season two. Yes. Thank you so much. Hasta luego. Bye, everyone.